are recording now. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of This is CX, our West Monroe Partners CX podcast. I'm Mike Manfredo. And this is Paul Hagan. Hey, Paul. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How about yourself? Glad, glad to be back. I am as well. Uh, appreciate you joining me today. Um, so, Paul, you and I were discussing different topics our audience might want to hear about related to CX, and we thought that given everyone seems to be talking about it, we thought it'd be good to talk a little bit about digital transformation and its impact yeah. on customer experience in a digital world. So, you know, I thought to help us talk about this topic, uh, we should bring in a couple of our digital experts over the next couple of episodes uh, to discuss and provide some of their insights into what companies are doing um, to deliver more value to their customers through digital means. So Fantastic. with that, I'd like to introduce a couple of those folks today. Um, we have joining us Kyle Hutchins and Nick Hahn. Uh, welcome, gents. Thank you. Hey, how's it going, Mike? Thanks a lot. Good. Really appreciate you guys joining us. Um, if you wouldn't mind, would you introduce yourselves, just a little background, who you are and what you do here at West Monroe? And uh, Kyle, let's start with you. Sure. Thanks for uh, having us on, uh, Mike and Paul. So this is Kyle Hutchins. I'm a senior director at West Monroe Partners um, and I'm responsible for our digital team uh, at West Monroe and uh, have a specific focus on um, sort of uh, capability-led organizations um, and uh, happy to share some thoughts with you guys today. Awesome. And Nick? Great. Yeah, thanks a lot. Um, so Nick Hahn, I am a director also in our uh, digital practice. Um, and my sort of area of focus is, is really around how companies need to transform in order to, to deliver digital in a, in a more enterprise-level way. So uh, happy to share a few thoughts on that as it pertains to, to CX today. Excellent. Uh, we have a third member of the team, Eric Brown, uh, who will be joining us in later episodes. So stay tuned to have uh, Eric join us in the future. But all right, let's jump into it. There were a couple of key topics that we thought it'd be great to kind of discuss. And the first one that we're going to spend today's episode on is digital transformation and, and kind of how you build a strategy and execute with customers at the center of that. So um, you know, Nick, kind of as you alluded to in, in your area of focus, let's just start with this question. How do you think about creating value for customers and in the rapidly changing environment all companies find themselves into uh, in today? Yeah, no. So, Mike, that, that's a really good question. I mean, <clears throat> here's maybe a way to think about it. I, I think that at the highest level, uh, what companies are being challenged to do is, is really to keep pace with customer expectations. Um, you know, customers are increasingly being conditioned to have uh, to have excellent experiences. So whether you're talking about Uber or Amazon or many of the other sort of digitally native experiences, people are coming to expect things that are much simpler and with a lot less friction, things that are personalized to their needs, even things that are accurately anticipating what they need. Um, and so I think the big challenge for companies that are not digital by nature um, is to figure out how to keep pace with those expectations um, and look to retain them. So I think there's maybe a way to think about the answer to the question of how to create value for customers in this environment. You can sort of think of this in three buckets. Um, I think bucket number one is really to prioritize where that value should be created. So there are many, many ways that you can use digital. 
Um, I think that the way that we like to think about it and that we've seen success is, is to use sort of a, a cascading level of prioritization. So start by figuring out who are my most high value potential customer segments um, and really make sure that you're spending the lion's share of your efforts focusing on them. Um, within those segments, where are the highest value journeys? So people go through in the context of any given business, different sorts of journeys that are important to them and, and which of those are most important. So if you're a bank, there's you know the journey of, of signing up for a new account. There's a journey of trying to get a mortgage. There's a journey of um, using day-to-day -day banking services. Um, and then finally, within those journeys, what are the moments that are most important to focus on and prioritize as well? And so typically, uh, the moments or moments that matter, if you will, uh, that are most valuable are where people are least satisfied. So trying to figure out kind of where they have some some pain points. And, and if you can zero in on that, uh, it can really improve your odds in terms of the efforts that you're that you're looking to put in place. I think I think that's the first thing. Um, I think a second thing um, is that really the key to figuring out how to solve for those pain points is, is really rooted in, in data and technology. And you know, the good news is, is that um, data now has the ability to um, identify for down to individual customers um, what it is that they want, um, when it is that they want it. So providing things that are contextually relevant um, and really personalizing uh, messages to people kind of, you know, right message, right time, uh, right place. Um, and, and, and being able to have capabilities to manage your data to do that is, is really number two. And, and then, uh, Mike, I would say the third thing uh, is being able to measure uh, the impact of what you're doing. Um, you know, so the old adage of things that we're influencing customers is I know half of what I'm doing is impactful. I'm just not sure which half. Well, the good news here is that you're able to get a lot more accurate um, given, given that data has come into it. So um, how do you help? Uh, understand sort of the economics of engagement um, and can spend some more time talking about that. But but in simple terms, you know, a less engaged customer is one who uh, is, you know, kind of getting their basic needs satisfied. Um, a highly uh, engaged customer is where they can't imagine life without it. Um, and what we found is that as you're able to move people to become more engaged, um, the economic contribution of those individuals increases exponentially. So price they're willing to pay, the frequency with which they're buying your product, um, their, their willingness to recommend the product to others, um, and so on and so forth. So anyway, so those three, I think, are, are some of the keys for um, uh, thinking about how to create value in the customer world. Excellent. So what are some of the key things that maybe trip companies up when trying to become more digital in their efforts to create customer value? And, and how are most companies uh, faring so far? So that's a very good question. Um, let me let me address the second one first. So the truth of the matter is that most companies today aren't yet doing all that well. Um, so what the data would suggest is that those companies that have been successful doing this, and so these are either digitally native businesses, so you know think Amazon and the like, um, or other legacy businesses that have taken a, an aggressive play into this space, they are seeing real returns. Um, you know, they're outperforming um, against the S&P 500 average. They're much more likely to be profitable. So, so the potential for impact is very high. The trouble is, uh, is that most companies are not succeeding that. So just a couple of statistics that maybe brings this uh, into focus a bit. Um, There's a recent study that talked to CEOs across a number of different industries. And the question was, 
um, whether they had met their trans digital transformation goals over the last 18 months. Um, and 84% of those CEOs said that they had not, 84%. Um, so on the one hand, that's um, a very large number and, and sort of discouraging. On the other hand, I think you have to appreciate that all of this is really still very new, very immature. Um, the whole notion of, of digital is really just beginning to come into focus. Um, you know, as we're recording this, CES is actually going on right now out in LA. And, you know, if you sort of follow that, you'll see that the, the progression of technology and the way it gets applied really takes huge leaps every single year. So um, it is going okay. And I think companies are beginning to make headway on it, but but there's still a ways to go. And um, to get back to the first question, I, I think what what a lot of things can trip companies up. I think the biggest is really around the way in which companies work. So sort of ways of working. And when I say that, I mean sort of people, process, governance, culture, and mindset. Um, so some of the things that we've seen, at least within our clients, um, is you know lack of a a clearly articulated and bought into uh, overarching strategy. So you know, knowing the three or four areas that I really need to focus on and why, fear of failure and aversion to risk. So, you know, as you move into doing new things, it's not going to go well every time and you need to be willing to embrace that um, and, and be, uh, be okay to fail. Companies are very often organized in silos. And so uh, one of the things I know Kyle will talk quite a bit about in, in, uh, in just a minute um, is the importance of pace and speed and, and siloed organizations uh, don't move quickly. Um, you got to you do one thing in one area, then it gets handed off to the next, and then you realize that what the first group did didn't work with what the second group did. So, sort of siloed, non-horizontal organizations is, is also a big problem. <clears throat> and I think maybe the last is is the notion of a burden of proof. So, in the old world, you know, you would have to develop a business plan and and do an elaborate analysis to demonstrate to management that you felt that this was going to work. Um, in the new world, you don't have time for that. And so it's much more of kind of a test and learn environment. And you let the market quickly tell you whether that value is getting created or, or whether it is not getting created. Um, so um, in some, there's there's a set of things that companies really need to think about and, and begin to evolve um, in ways that can help them move move much more quickly. And, and, and those tend to be the things that trip most companies up uh, in the current environment. Interesting. Kyle, did you want to jump in here? Yeah, I think um, you know one other structure that helps that helps you execute on this digital transformation that we're seeing more and more in the marketplace is this notion of transformation office or digital transformation office, um, which is you know really a bridge. Um, a lot of people are familiar in a you know an M and A world of uh, moving from you know having two entities to sort of combining them into one and having an integration management office. You know, a, a transformation TMO is, is, is similar. Um, but it's also just, I think, an acknowledgement of the amount of change. And um, this isn't putting in technology. This isn't, you know, just bring, building customer journeys, but it's, it's really transformative, transformative change that needs to happen within an organization from organizational design to, you know, jobs and people's, uh, you know, livelihoods and profiles to the governance and the way budgeting is done, you know, to support Nick's point on, you know, the speed at which we need to, to execute. So, um, you know, for those that are, you know, out there that are you know familiar, have heard of that, um, it's something that's certainly moving in the marketplace that setting up a transformation office can help once you have the strategy defined, 
help you execute and line out, um, you know, the amount of change that you're going to be putting your organization through. And we, you know, that not, not every uh, case requires, you know, that level of transformation, but for companies that are being disrupted or, you know, really needing to differentiate on their customer experience, building out uh, that transformation structure, we're seeing a more and more commonplace. Kyle, you know, it's interesting as you talk about that, because um, that, that notion of the digital transformation office sounds so, fam- so familiar, you know, to, to that office of a, of a of customer experience or a chief customer officer. How is the role changing or how are these things inter- inter- interlapping? You know, I think about Curtis, someone like Curtis Kopf, who was the, you know, senior vice president of customer experience and digital um, at Primera, now as a chief digital officer, is, is there an intersection between those? Or are you seeing more, um, you know, chief digital officers also ha- having the role of customer experience or customer experience uh, roles taking on, uh, on digital? Yeah, it's it's a great question. As you can imagine, it, it varies a little bit. I think what we're seeing as probably the base, you know, requirements for these transformation office um, is that it's something that's you know CEO uh, sits on top of because it's it's that big, it's that broad. Sure. But then the lieutenants and the team that makes that up, there's certainly a business and an operations leader that's there. Um, there's certainly a could be CX, could be digital leader that's there, and usually someone that's specifically with technology. That's sort of the the three or four players that are at the table for sponsoring um, this type of initiative. And I and I think the evolution of digital as being a way in which you're building out you know your operations and you're trying to drive uh, you know a better experience for your customer. I think I think digital and this transformation office is pretty similar, Paul, to your point point to you know an office of a of a CXO or a chief experience officer that's trying to put that into play. I think I think the good news for chief experience officers is um, with the you know sort of the elevation of digital, I think it's giving a little more teeth to the work that needs to be done and the change that needs to happen for customer experience to come to to come to life. Um, so that it's not just you know, a, a CXO and and a, a team of, and their team trying to drive this across the organization, but it's got a it's got sort of a, a structure and a construct that'll allow it to really move forward in the future. So I think it is an evolving thing, and I think it's good news for chief experience officers. And I would encourage those you know listening to this and in that role um, to start thinking about how um, they could use that to really you know impact the outcomes that they're focused on. Absolutely. And it feels like it feels like no matter what, you know, digital is going to be is increasingly going to be a part of the experience. It already is an increasing part of of any customer experience. So you got to play there, you know, and it feels like with these with the, you know, as as more companies, you know, take this on at an enterprise level, thinking about even uh, portfolios of projects and, and, and resource allocation toward those, the PMOs or the you know, the governance functions, um, you know, RCX listeners and, and leaders probably just the trend will be to become more digital um, no matter what. That's 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 where it's 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 headed. Yep. yep. And, th- and this is Nick, maybe just uh, to, to throw one other thought into this, which is what we've seen with some clients is that as as that kind of structure that Kyle was just describing is put into place. Um, and that company matures is is where they can evolve to is a much more um, customer oriented organizational structure, mm. right? So one one client um, this happens to be a uh, a large hotel chain, 
um, what they've done is they've actually reorganized themselves according to customer journeys. Mm-hmm. Um, so they've they've got a customer journey based team. Uh, it is a very multidisciplinary horizontal team. So uh, and and all KPIs are focused on value creation for customers within that particular segment. Um, and so while that is a much more radical change than than what we're talking about, I think I think ultimately customer centricity and thinking about customer experience broadly um, can really reflect into the entirety of the organization. And that may not be right for, for every company um, who may be listening to this, but, but certainly it's, it's a direction that um, is yielding fruit in, in a number of different use cases. That's a super radical change. And that's, uh, that seems like that's difficult for, it uh, got to be difficult for a lot of companies to do. Well, it is. And it actually, I think it's another thing that, that's important to, to touch on here, which is, you know, I look at, uh, let's call it the delta between where I sit today, which is slow moving and not maybe very customer centric and, uh, and maybe very siloed in the way that I approach it. Um, and I look at where I want to go or where some of the best in class companies have gotten to. Um, and how do I sort of make that progression? Um, and, and I think there's a um, sort of a, a set of things for, for, for folks to think about in this. Um, I think the big headline is that you need to start small. Um, so pick a couple of use cases, um, ideally use cases where uh, you have a high chance of victory. Um, build a construct um, uh, with, with the right players um, in sort of a, a horizontal and independent way um, that can work against those and, and give the organization a chance to get some experience working in this new way, see, see how and where value can get created, um, understand how quickly you may be able to move to market and, and really begin to sort of build some muscle memory around this. I think because the level of change is so significant, um, that the only way people can really wrap their head around it is by doing it and getting some live experience with it. And, and what we've seen with clients that we've done this in um, is that once you do that, uh, there's a little bit of pain at first because they're trying to, to get used to this new uh, way of operating. But once they do it, they really like it. Um, the results most of the time are very positive. Um, you know, it, this it's creating value in some very new and different ways. And so they get some public recognition for that. Um, and, and over time, you can really begin to evolve the way in which it works. So it's, it's not easy work, um, but that kind of, kind of roll this in more incrementally rather than try and roll something out more broadly mm-hmm. is, is an important part, I think, of, of how you begin to make progress against that ultimate objective. Interesting. So Nick, you know, based on some of the things that you've, you've walked us through and being able to create new customer value by transforming your organization to become more digitally focused, more customer-centric focused, mm-hmm. in order to do both the tactical as well as the strategic that you talked about, sounds like data really is going to play a big part. So can you talk a little bit more about you know, the importance of the data, what you're seeing? It sounds like that's probably a challenge that a lot of organizations are facing. So when you're talking about how do you start small and build out, I would imagine data has to be a piece of that and could certainly influence where you start. 
and and, and I'll, let me add let me add on to that because you you know Nick you talked about the you know segmenting segmenting your customers up front and finding the most valuable customers understanding the moments of you know the journeys and the moments of, of truth right all of that depends on data and you know we've been we've been sitting around I've heard this for thirty years you know since CRM you know get the three hundred and sixty view degree to customers and you know yep. it's amazing to me how how few custom companies still can get you know total lifetime value of customers or trajectory of customer, you know, customer uh, worth. So talk about how companies are doing that. Yep. You know, this all is predicated on that. So no, it's, it's, it's a very good question. Um, And you're right. This has been something that's been talked about for a while. And, and so, so I think the reason, the reason that it's been difficult, let me sort of start with the reasons it's difficult and then how you can get after it. So I think the reasons it's been difficult is twofold. Number one, it is not easy to normalize different sorts of data sets in a way that can create um, what I what, what you could call a golden record or a single view of that customer. Because um, you've got different types of data. It could be POS data. Uh, it could be third-party data that helps to in, uh, help you understand sort of location and context and, and, and uh, attitudes and wants of different customers. So, so challenge number one is, is bringing all that um, into a common set of data that can be that can be analyzed. Um, the challenge number two, which is actually um, the much more difficult one, um, is how do you translate that into a set of insights? And so that's where machine learning or at the more advanced level, um, artificial intelligence comes to play. And I think part of that has just been the, the maturity of that capability. Um, and so there, there's a couple of things to think about. Um, I think when you are looking at this more on a, pilot or proof of concept basis. Um, what we have done with some customers who don't yet have the, the ability to do that um, is to do so manually. Um, so you know, you're taking a, a small group of customers in a limited geography with a limited set of experiences and objectives. Um, and you actually can manually take that data and work with a team um, who is creating that in a non-automated way. And the goal there is to sort of build um, build the use case and build the evidence that in fact, using data in this way can in fact yield fruit. Um, and so what we've seen is where we've been able to do that and been successful, um, we've then be able, been able to use that to build the argument within the IT organization to build the right sort of data analytics and, and data engineering capabilities to be able to execute that. But I think <clears throat> I think the key is demonstration that, the, that this actually works and, and get people who may not be at all familiar with the power of data to to appreciate the power of that. Um, so so at the highest level, that that's one thing that we've seen to be a, a pretty successful path. Excellent. All right. So Nick, uh, to maybe wrap up our conversation today, I thought it, it would just be good for us to go back and 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 talk about you know the fact that organizations that are wanting to uh, go through or start their digital transformation, how do they actually know where to start? And how does the customer experience factor into this? Yep, yep. So, and I think this is a, another really good question and one that um, that almost every client sort of struggles with and asks us about. So, so I think there are two basic things that need to happen. The very first thing you have to do is determine your level of maturity from a digital perspective as an organization. Um, and so that maturity is has to do with, with things like has a, an overall vision been set? Um, how comfortable are you with technology and data and how advanced are your systems? 
Um, how are uh, the capabilities relative to, to things that would need to be done in the digital space? And so um, there are, are mechanisms to determine um, against best in class how mature you are and, and, and where there are some gaps within that organization. So, so it's important to understand that um, because as you move into doing something, depending on how mature you are, it will help dictate um, what you are or are not able to accomplish. So, so that's kind of one half of it. Um, the other half of it is um, being, uh, I would say, hyper-selective um, about picking some pilots um, to be able to start on this journey. Um, and it's actually something that almost every client we deal with really struggles with, which is how to prioritize. So, you know, we had one client that came to us with, with literally 158 use cases and said, we, we know we need to get started and we can't do all of these, but it, but it is beyond our thinking to understand how to prioritize that down. And so sort of the art of determining what are two or three or four of those use cases that will um, likely yield fruit um, are, are able to be executed um, by the current state of the organization uh, that will sort of demonstrate value to internally within the company so that they can be able to demonstrate it. There's sort of a number of criteria that you get into, but um, but it is important to be very narrow and very selective um, and, and really focus um, a great deal of attention on succeeding in those small areas. And um, I think the big mistake that a lot of companies make is they try to tackle too much too quickly. Um, and it's sort of like, um, you know, a doctor giving too much medicine to a patient. It just, it gets rejected. There's, there's too much change. People get too fearful. Um, and it never really gets the traction that it needs. So um, those those two things, I think we have seen as as being pretty important pillars of, of being successful here. Excellent. Well, I think that's a good place to to leave today's conversation. Um, Kyle and Nick really appreciate you joining Paul and I today to kind of introduce us to digital transformation and CX. And uh, looking forward to having you guys back on uh, to talk more. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Thanks guys very much. Really appreciate uh, you including us. All right. And uh, thank you everyone for joining us uh, today and uh, check out uh, our next couple of episodes of uh, continuing the topic around digital transformation and CX. So uh, thank you all. And we'll uh, be back uh, with another episode shortly. Mm-hmm.